When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, senor. It's a dimly lit room. Where deep within the bowels, the bowels, I tell you. Of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Western civilization. Wow. Heavy. It's become utterly clear to me this whole deal is a scrap between the forces of civilization and those who would turn back the clock to the theocratic dark ages. That's heavy, man. You're damn right it's heavy. You willing to do the lifting? Who's with me? <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> Fantastic. How y'all doing, huh? Huh? You still eating uh, turkey sandwiches? Or are you done with all your leftovers? I uh, hit the leftovers hard last night. Man, hard. I, w- I would if I had them. Ba-ba-da-ba-ba. You know what I did? I exceeded the usual gravy-to-meat ratio, gravy-to-food ratio, by at least two to one. So I'm fine with that. It was practically turkey soup, and it was fantastic. I did not regret a, 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 a cc of that gravy that I poured on the plate. <laughs> I love gravy, man. <clears throat> I've always felt, I don't know... Uh, constrain somehow that by gra- no, that's that's too much gravy. What I I don't even know what that means. It's my Midwestern Protestant Calvinist upbringing. That's I a- just I can't indulge myself with that much gravy. Too much gravy is a phrase I do not understand. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to look, I was googling this, trying to look it up as I was walking from my car to here because I just heard about it today as I was coming to work. So the Oakland City Council, Oakland, California, which is 45 miles from my house, 
Uh, Oakland City Council. All the headlines, the only thing I can find on any of the headlines is them mentioning the Oakland City Council, the way blue cities do, weighed in on an international problem. And the way that blue city councils do, you know. Like, what is your city council doing condemning wars or weighing in on foreign policy? It's just so stupid. But anyway, they did it. And they unanimously voted for a ceasefire. There, the Oakland City Council. They voted for a ceasefire. Ceasefire with with their war with Richmond? (laughs) For those who know the local geography. (laughs) Of course, we're talking about uh, Israel and uh, Gaza and Hamas and uh, the the whole thing. And so they unanimously voted for a ceasefire. And I've gone through, I don't know how many articles here. Uh, This is CBS News. Oakland City Council unanimously passes resolution asking for ceasefire. Um, uh, Local TV stations. Oakland City Council unanimous. Oakland City Council passes. Blah, 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 blah. None of them mention that then, and by the way, that resolution has nothing about the atrocities or good guys or bad anything. It's just a flat, there needs to be a ceasefire. And there are like 500 people there, and twelve of the 1,200 comments, like 980 of them were all in favor, et cetera, et cetera. Then they attempted to pass a, re- a resolution condemning Hamas, and it failed 6-2. And that is not in any of these stories. Wow. And I just heard that on Fox, so I'm trying to find wow. that anywhere, but that's that doesn't make the story. So all your left-leaning freaking media, I am so upset with the news flow. It's making me insane. It's like making me crazy. It should make you angry. So all of the news flow is, here's another example of how awful it is and how there needs to be a ceasefire. Even the Oakland City Council unanimously agrees, like that should mean something to me. But mention that they're unwilling to condemn beheading babies. Right. Right. That's so crazy. That is well, that so shows you the, crazy. The depth of immorality of the progressive left. The the moral relativism meets the grotesquely stupid and oversimplified worldview that they trot around. I'm picturing Israeli leaders saying, Oakland, Oakland, California. Uh, t- t- tell me about this Oakland. I don't know Oakland. Well, it used to be a great city, sir. What happened? Well, the very people who run it ran it into the ground. They've lost all their sports teams, half their economy. Crime has quadrupled. Now these people are ordering you to have a ceasefire. Yeah, okay. Thanks for the input, Oakland. <laughs> Oakland. Um, I, I would have loved to have been in that meeting and stood up and say and just asked the question. So you're unwilling to condemn beheading babies? Really? Have you thought this through? Well, you need context. You need to understand the context of the conflict. You people are such clowns. See, that's the thing. And and they don't even understand if they were listening, which is unlikely. The nature of our criticism. It's not that you're wrong. You are wrong. Uh, You're wrong on both counts. Uh, It's that you're so clownish. In your self-importance and you're imagining that your voice needs to be heard or anybody wants to hear your voice on these topics about which you know practically nothing but the ideology your professors taught you. Try to run your decaying city, Oakland. So uh, I think I'm understanding this as I read it. And again, I heard this story on Fox as I came in. So it looks to me like what happened is it was the fourth draft of the resolution uh, saying there needs to be a ceasefire that passed unanimously. They couldn't get it passed if it had included any language 
that said what Hamas did was bad. So that's what got voted down. And then they finally came up with a resolution that, as it says here from one of the draftees, depoliticized the resolution and centered on peace and didn't name condemnation of Hamas. You people are like children. I said clowns before. I guess you're like child clowns or <laughs> Listen to clown this. children. Your understanding <laughs> of these things is like that of a nine-year-old. You are a child. Go do something else. You're, thank you, Tucker. You're like clown children. Listen to this childlike clown stuff. You're, you're a child with clown shoes on. You child? Um, it didn't name condemnation of Hamas. It didn't name condemnation of Israel because we wanted to focus on love life. And lifting up what we support, not what we condemn. So they unanimously passed a resolution calling for a ceasefire, which, of course, does help Hamas. I mean, that is siding with Hamas, asking for a ceasefire. But I just want peace. Well, that's nice, Johnny. Now go back to third grade. As Jonah Goldberg keeps pointing out over and over again, there was a ceasefire on October 6th. They ended the ceasefire. And these people, they're gifted not only with their childishness, their inflated sense of their own importance and the rest of the characteristics we've run through today, but they also have the belligerent certainty of the simpleton, which makes them extra charming. Yeah. Like the young college women and men screaming in the streets. They are so 100% convinced of their own righteousness, having understood, you know, about a quarter of what they need to understand, that they are ready to lecture the world and indeed force the world into compliance with their views. Uh, the sort of thing that's not allowed in, oh, what was the term again? Ah, Western civilization. One council member who apparently came around at some point and voted for it because it was unanimous. Uh, Dan Kalb, we should have you on the show. He said, I do ask you to consider and support these factual amendments. This is talking about condemning Hamas. Not even mentioning the Hamas mass murder on October 7th is sending the wrong message and an embarrassing message, he said. The city council chambers were packed with people who wanted to give public comment that lasted from 4.30 until 9 o'clock. Good God. Three and a half hours of listening to people argue about this. About something that has nothing to do with the decaying city of Oakland. Right. You people are clowns. Anyway, what was that phrase again? I might have to remember that if I ever, ever need to throw around any crap. Uh, we want to focus on love life. Lifting up what we support, not what we condemn. I need to focus on love life, too. My love life. Um... <laughs> I think that's different. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, November 28th, the year 2023. We are taking up arms against a sea of troubles. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially. Here comes the show according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Um, As uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. got a lot of attention yesterday. That's the Secretary of Education, who many of my libertarian friends believe is a department that shouldn't exist at the federal level. Anyway, the Secretary of Education, who apparently doesn't know, like, every single conservative's favorite phrase, (laughs) if you're, like, between the age of 80 and 40, certainly, was when Ronald Reagan famously said the most dangerous or frightening words scariest words in the english language are we're from the government and we're here to help (laughs) 
But he thought that that was serious. The uh, secretary of the Department of Education played that again. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. And then he was going to lay out the government program that was going to make your life better. Yes. Isn't that hilarious? Exactly. That is hilarious. Huh. Clown. Another clown. Ignorant, <laughs> yet certain. Often wrong, never in doubt. Miguel Cardona, the Secretary of Miseducation. He's here to teach your kids about queer theory and systemic racism. Reading what? There's a story about this high school in Brooklyn had a riot. A riot. Because one of the teachers was found out to have attended a pro-Israel rally in the immediate aftermath of the slaughter of October 7th. There was a riot in the school as the children took control of the school, damaged property, committed acts of violence and destruction, blah, blah, blah. Uh, virtually nothing's being done about it. The uh, reading at grade level uh, percentage in that school, 27%. Oh, my God. So they can't even read the Hardy Boys, much less Middle East history, which might be useful to know before you start trashing your school over a conflict you don't even have a child's understanding of. I feel like I want to glue myself to something in protest. Feel maybe, free. Maybe my own couch, and I'll just watch television. I'm going to glue myself to my couch in protest. How about Jack London Square in Oakland? Glue yourself to Jack London Square in protest of the clownishness of the Oakland City Council. And yeah. I don't, I don't know if I want to be <laughs> hey, Time for a vote on the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to be there at night. And I'm focusing on love life, Joe. Maybe you're not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's, it's pretty strong. I think you'll like it. Cool. That's on the way. And our text line is 415-295-KFTZ. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're like me, you wake up to look at your phone and see endless emails from every company you know of saying our Cyber Monday sale has been extended. 
or our Black Friday sale has been extended, which makes you wonder why you hurried it all on Friday or Monday if you did. I'm a grown man. I'm even sporting a beard these days. I see that. It's coming in nicely. And I've, thank you. And I found myself like rushing to decide whether I wanted to buy this coffee making device or not during the the Cyber Monday sale. And I'm like, you idiot. (laughs) Just, it just goes to show human beings, particularly idiots, are prone to uh, allowing an artificial sense of urgency to be, you know, encouraged in them or imposed on them. And I almost fell for it. FOMO is, uh, we're built for FOMO. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, I got a question for you. If someone was a partisan in World War II in Italy, does that mean they were uh, like uh, the pro-Nazi? I don't remember what that term means. I would assume so. Yeah. It was fascism. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I like this quote very much, but I didn't know anything about the uh, person who said it, Oriana Falacci, who was a journalist in Italy during the World War II period. I think she may have swung fascist, but nonetheless, uh, continuing with our quote from yesterday, I was going to go with Da Vinci this week, but instead the theme of ugliness was introduced, so that's what I'm going to go roll with. Alas, wrote Falacci, nothing reveals man the way war does. Nothing so accentuates to him in him the beauty and ugliness, the intelligence and foolishness, the brutishness and humanity, the courage and cowardice, the enigma. Yeah, it is our most natural state, unfortunately. And whenever we can avoid it, it is a miracle. Whenever we can not engage in it. The natural tendency of the universe and mankind is yeah. chaos and violence. Elon, who was in Israel yesterday, meeting with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, and we can talk more about that later. But Elon, on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, was talking about. It. He said that just that's the state of the world. Every beast is fighting other beasts for more. It's just right. it just it's always been that way, and it's I mean it's just a miracle when we can avoid it. Yeah, civilization is a miracle, and we're trying to dismantle it. That's a bad idea. Here's Mailbag. Drop snow, mailbag at armstrongegetty.com. Dan from Walnut Creek, California, writes, I think I read or heard somewhere that the reason Dolly Parton recorded those classic hits was that she felt she didn't deserve being put into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right. having not really performed rock and roll in the past. I did hear that. That is exactly right. She was. She felt weird about being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which, yeah. So decided to put out some rock songs. All right, Dan, thanks for the heads up. Well, that explains why, I guess, but it's it's not being promoted as a wink. I mean, I was in the Cracker Barrel the other day, and they had a huge display trying to sell you Dolly Parton's new record. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Uh, Moving along on the topic of the American dream, Ben in Portland writes, uh, I, as a millennial trying my hardest to enter the workforce, find that the American dream is defined by working hard uh, equals getting ahead is slipping out of reach. Entry-level jobs either go to illegal immigrants or overly educated nincompoops. I'm highly skilled, well-educated, consistent, and personable. I could make more money sitting on my couch and taking government money. Instead, I bust my ass to do my best. It's better for me, and and in its own way, it's my idea, uh, I, my idea of the American dream. But I don't think our current culture rewards hard work the way it used to. Well. I, I am not going to give up on the belief that uh, if you work hard, you get ahead. I still think that is true and always will be true. But um, it is possible that the opportunity to work hard and get ahead is harder to come by. Yeah, and it's an intriguing question that Ben has introduced. If 
This is based on a poll that came out where only a third of people now believe that if you work hard, you can get ahead in America. Right. And if Ben is right in his main points, which are trying hard is less likely to get you success and not trying at all is much more likely Ah. to get you comfort than it was 30 years ago. There you go. Then what's the smarter strategy? It's an an intriguing point, Ben. Thanks for the note. That second part is definitely true. So the miseducation of America's youth uh, coming up in a couple of minutes. A little bonus mailbag if we have time. Lots of stuff to get to. Yeah, if you miss a segment, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, As uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, There are resources there. There's technical assistance there. And there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Our students are waiting. Thank you. Let's see. Secretary of Education completely not understanding one of Ronald Reagan's most famous lines. Ah, uh, it was sarcasm, <laughs> sarcasm, as we say around my house, to say we're we're from the government and we're here to help you. Those are the scariest words in the English language, according to Reagan. But Miguel Cardona, the Secretary of Education, ironically, is ignorant of that, and and thinks that most people agree. I guess that if somebody shows up your door at your door and says we're from the government and here to help you, oh, good. I'll bet you are. I'll bet it's not a waste of taxpayer money. And going to do me more harm than good or probably just nothing, uh, which is my reaction to anything the government is going to do. Right. This will be complicated and wasteful. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the existence of the Department of Education is uh, certainly a controversial one. Uh, It is way too powerful, does way too much, uh, clearly, but I don't want to get hung up on that point. I happen to have uh, assembled a handful of stories about uh, schools and education. Just thought we'd bounce from story to story, and, and Jack, feel free to comment you know, as you we like. Needed, we know we, we needed to think too late. We needed an MC What's Hammer, because we were listening to this the other day. Hmm. My kids and I in the car. MC Hammer. 
Ring the bell, school's in, sucker. Mm. That would have been good. You know, I can't remember what I what triggered this. I was driving along and I saw something and and it, it and I was reminded of some of the great insults of the 70s. Sucka being one of them. Chump being another. Turkey. What's the matter with you, chump? Jive turkey or just turkey? Yeah. Good insults from days gone by. Anyway, back to education. <laughs> High school in Evanston, Illinois, is offering so-called affinity classes. To shrink the learning gap, this district offers classes separated by race, in which black and Latino students are separated from white students. From 1954 to this. Now they are on purpose separating classes by race. Wow. Segregated classes, that's right. These optional so-called affinity classes are designed to address the achievement gap by making students feel more comfortable in class. District leaders have said, particularly in advanced placement courses, that historically have enrolled few black or Latino students. Quote, this is Monique Parsons, Evanston School Board Vice President. Our black students are, for lack of a better word, at the bottom consistently still, and they are being outperformed consistently. It's not good. That's a recognition of a problem. You know, that's good for you, Monique, saying that that plainly. What's interesting, though, is uh, they get into some of the stats that support that uh, assertion. Uh, Kids of color are less likely to take advanced placement classes, um, that sort of thing. And Well, how about you have a program where the people that are at the bottom are in a special class, not base it on skin color? Well, right. Yeah, 100%. What's so interesting about this article, it happens to be from the Wall Street Journal, is they get into other school districts that have tried this, including Minneapolis, Seattle, San Francisco, all of and the Oakland, South, California. Up, all of the South up until 1954. <laughs> <laughs> but all it's all the woke cities of America offer, quote-unquote, optional race-specific elective courses. Now... It's against federal law to, prov- to, to mandatorily separate students by race. But if it's voluntary, so I as a white guy can say, you know what, my friend uh, John is in that class. I want to be in his math class with, with, well, it happens to be all black kids, but I as a white guy want to. Nobody ever wants to do that. How voluntary is this segregation, Really? This and is... then what's r- really interesting is it goes into the fact that nobody has any data showing that any of this stuff works. Well, of course, yeah, that's that's not necessary. Um, <clears throat> this is a, 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 a perfect example of that hilarious bit we play all the time from that comedian where you've got the, the, the KKK member in agreement with the woke education PhD guy. I think black people and white, black kids and white kids should be separated. Me too, says the Klansman. We're in agreement. High five. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, ba, 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 says Dino Luna, who leads black student achievement initiatives at the Woke Minneapolis Public Schools, quote, a lot of times within our education system, black students are expected to conform to a white standard. All right. I don't know what that means. What now? Uh, dividing people by race and building race consciousness is part of neo... It rhymes with Marxism. Who's <laughs> with me? It's all part of the same thing. All right. Uh, and again, there's absolutely no data to show that any of this stuff works. Um, moving along. Students are missing school at an alarming rate. Oh, I saw this. Years after the pandemic... 
Nearly 70% of the highest poverty schools experienced widespread chronic absenteeism in the 2021-22 school year. 70% compared to 25% before the pandemic. In these schools, about a third or more of the student body was considered chronically absent. A third or more. My son missed a whole bunch of school recently for a variety of reasons I won't get into, but I was surprised that there wasn't more, uh, like, alarm bells going off. And then I came across this article that it's it's happening all over the place for all kinds of different reasons. Oh, I thought, okay, that's why it's not that uncommon. For what it's worth, chronically absent is defined as missing at least 10% of the school year for whatever reason. Um, that's about two days of school per month or more. Uh, but again, in the poorest schools, it's gone from, yeah, what did I say, 25% to 70%. In the affluent schools, listen to this, though, it's gone from 3% to 14% of schools. That's almost a quintupling right. of an admittedly small number. That's what I'm saying. My son is in a relatively affluent school, and uh, yeah, it's just a lot more common than it used to be. Well, uh, 10% of the school year, that's yeah, that's only a day every other week. Um, wouldn't be that hard to pull off. And that's in the wake of the uh, awful learning losses. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Oakland schools, wasn't it? That the lady said there hasn't been, or, or was that Randy Weingarten, the teachers union gal, said there hasn't been learning loss. There's been learning change. Throw anyway, this, so throw this in. That, uh, <laughs> my younger brother, who I saw over Thanksgiving, didn't miss one day of school, kindergarten through graduating high school, and got some sort of special certificate for it. Ooh, a certificate. Because they kept track of it. <laughs> Where is he, that certificate now? I don't think he even knew it was coming. It's like, you know, on graduation day when they give you the diploma. And we'd like to single out Joe wow. here for not missing one single day of school, which I think most people probably react to. Is that a good idea? <laughs> Dude, if you felt bad, you should have laid or, low for a or day. Or <laughs> you didn't have one, one, one day where you wanted to, like, just stay home and do something else. <laughs> Ball game, maybe? I don't know, something? <laughs> road trip? Uh, anyway, uh, uh, some more really interesting aspects. Of, oh, the, I never finished my thought. It, oh, I guess I did. In the uh, in the uh, the wake of the utterly horrible learning loss of the pandemic because of the totally unnecessary closure of the schools, uh, the uh, the ability of schools to catch the kids up is now seriously being hampered by this absenteeism. And, and why it's mm. happening is semi-interesting. It's a little confusing. We'll get to right after a quick word from our friends at MyPillow. Uh, they wanted you to know about their My Towels. Because some towels you go into stores, the, the towels feel soft, but then you get them home and they're not absorbent. You tricked me. Well, well, all right, it's, you, I've been duped, and that's why they made my towels. They actually work. They're soft and are absorbent. 100% long staple Sherpa cotton, don't you know? This comb ring spun cotton is what makes these towels absorbent and softer than ever. No Sherpa, no peace. That's what I say. Now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sales price as low as twenty nine ninety eight with the promo code Getty, G-E-T-T-Y. You can get the designer premium line. Mm-hmm. That word again is premium. President Biden, for just $20 more. Either way, it's 50% in savings. Fabulous pillow, or, or I, I was towel. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to check out the new MyTowel six-piece towel sets. 50% savings. Remember, enter the promo code Getty. MyPillow.com, look for that radio listener special square. Remember the code Getty. Happy toweling, friends. I would like to know how the the uh, not going to, the missing a lot of days of school um, um, uh, transfers to the rest of your life. 
because my brother, who has done very well for himself, uh, part of the reason is he shows up to work. Also, just like he showed up to school. And I wonder if the people who don't show up to school then don't show up to work and don't do very well. So uh, back to the why uh, kids are no-showing in in horrific uh, numbers. The pandemic affected several key drivers of attendance. It has disrupted students' relationships with other students at school, with teachers who are often burned out and leaving their jobs at higher rates. Uh, 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 Nobody ever wants to mention all the violence in schools Mm. right now. The percentage, I think we talked about this before vacation, the percentage of teachers who have been physically assaulted while teaching in the last year has gone from virtually none 20 years ago to a solid minority, as I recall. Wow. I don't want to throw the number around because I want to get it right. There's something you get in a time machine and go way back to, like, the early 90s, (laughs) and nobody would have believed. You get assaulted as a teacher? What? So teachers are leaving at higher rates, and it has set students back academically, which makes coming to school far less enjoyable. Other factors, such as family instability, rising student anxiety, and an increase in school suspensions may also be at play. little bit of a chicken and egg thing going on, according to one educator. Moving along. If you get access, this was good. If you yeah. get access to a time machine and you go back to the early 90s, that seems like a really a waste of a time machine. Unless you like really like vanilla ice or something. But Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed myself in the early 90s. Well, sure. But, you know, you got a time machine. Of course, I was broke. Mm. I think I think getting back to that. All right, sweetie, you want to go out? Let's go out and grab dinner or something. Uh, we got like five dollars. <laughs> oh, right, I'd forgotten. <laughs> now, if I could bring my current finances to being a a young childless uh, man, uh, big times. But that's not part of the deal, uh, or is it? With time machines, I don't know. Nobody knows. Anyway. Uh, moving along, another story. This one from the Washington Post. The previous one was from the New York Times. Uh, opinions. Schools should ban smartphones, and parents should help. Absolutely. Not even a question. Next. And they, they, yeah, I know. They run down a couple of uh, school districts that have done it. Stunning success. Unmitigated, who's stunning against, success. this? Who could be? Well, what if there's an emergency? Right. School shootings. Oh, stop it. The kids are there to learn, and they're going to learn. Uh, bah, 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 bah. I don't I don't know. Of uh, 14 countries, I don't know how much evidence is needed in this argument, no, as isn't. you indicated. A 14-country study cited by UNESCO found that the mere presence of a mobile phone nearby was enough to distract students from learning. It can take up to of 20 course. minutes for students to refocus. Of course. Don't say phone. Say, for, for us oldsters, say television set. That's what it is. It's a television set. Should students be allowed to bring their television set into the classroom? Was a question nobody freaking asked in 1978. (laughs) Can you imagine anything so ludicrous? Right. 43% of 8 to 12-year-olds own a smartphone. 88% of teens 13 to 18. So all of them. Uh, well, they get into some of these. Jimmy seems to be distracted at school. Really? What's he doing? He's watching his television set with every show (laughs) that's ever existed at uh, one touch of a button. Well, perhaps you could gently ask him to stop watching TV, but not take the TV away from him. All right, I'll try that. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, well, we don't have time for this. Damn it! I will. I will. Poor time management. Share with you I what blame you're going my, to get to. I blame my tangents. Um, I, yeah, I, I do too. 
tired of your damn tangents. I'd like to talk about that. Um, the National Council of Teachers of English just hosted their conference, and it is bonkers. The topics they covered and the seminars they held. Now, this is teachers of English to a populace that can't read, as previously discussed in this very segment, and they're spending all their time on youth climate activism, queerness in graphic novels, decolonizing the department, and more. Great. Uh, we've got Katie's headlines on the way, some interesting financial news about interest rates, lots of stuff. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let me jam this in before Katie's headlines. We got a um, a text from a school administrator and said it's not just kids who are missing school a lot more. We have 38 teachers on our campus. We average around four teachers out each day. In 45 years, I've been out four days. It's a generational and priority thing for the kids and the teachers and the parents. Wow, interesting. Huh. Just like great right, work. Uh, uh, more on that in the fight for Western civilization, because that is actually what we're engaged in. No exaggeration, no trying to whip up excitement or keep you tuned. We're in a war for Western civilization. Stay with us, won't you? Right now, it's the lead story with Katie Green, who's reporting what, for goodness sakes. From USA Today, high emotions as families reunite with loved ones kidnapped by Hamas. Yeah, that's uh, continuing to go on. We'll have to talk about that more later. Two more days of ceasefire, then who knows what. The New York Times, the U.S. says it will push for the truce to last until all of the hostages are freed. I think we're reaching the end of the road quickly on that. Uh, from all the reporting, Hamas doesn't even know where a lot of Mara or they're claiming. And we've got a great report coming up on how hostage, how uh, Hamas is not trading hostages for hostages. They're trading hostages for time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. From the Wall Street Journal, a labor strike over shoplifting. There's a major strike going on with Macy's. They're striking now also saying that it's because their safety is at jeopardy because of the retail theft. Good for y'all. You're right. It is. Speaking of the fight for civilization. 
from the Washington Times. Biden's eroding support from black voters puts the White House on defense. Black voters are saying that President Biden has abandoned his pledge to always have their backs. Well, you know what I worry about? And he's said some really over-the-top ridiculous things over the years. You know, that they're going to put you back in change, and this is Jim Crow on steroids. How far is he going to go, you know, when he's got to try to get back that big chunk of black voters that he's lost? It could He'll get... go pretty far if he remembers to. <laughs> From Fox News, Education Secretary takes heat for botching famous Reagan quote, you can't be this stupid. <laughs> well, he is that stupid. Hey, with that previous headline about black voters, what publication was that? Washington Times. Yeah, interesting. I would also point out that the awful um, uh, policies of the progressives often affect uh, black folks the most severely in the cities. So I would think that would be a big factor in losing their support. But From the New York Post. Skinny Santa, tiny ice rink, watery hot cocoa, parents unleash on Disney's New York City Christmas Village. <laughs> Santa's too skinny. He looks de- he looks deflated oh. in the picture. The you know wow. what? It's it's a it's a body image positive or something. Speaking of Disney, there was a great piece in the Hill. Uh, Happy birthday, Adam Smith. The invisible hand slaps Disney, talking about Disney's market share is eroded because of their woke crap. From page six, Travis Kelsey's friends believe the Taylor Swift romance is the real deal. Oh, I think this is the one. Yeah. I think she's the one. I I think he's the one. I read the Wall Street Journal piece about this. Yes, the Wall Street Journal had a long piece about Travis Kelsey. And it definitely sounds like a real relationship for anybody who thinks it's, uh, you know, they're both just trying to get a reality show going or something. And can Simple. I buy stock in their? That, thank you, Joe. Uh, can I buy stock in their children if they ever have? No, any? no kidding. And finally, the Babylon Bee. San Francisco residents gathered downtown in Union Square for annual lighting of giant crack pipe. Hmm, come on. <laughs> Not a Christmas tree, but a crack pipe? Oh, my, that city is decayed. So the part of the Wall Street Journal article on uh, T-Swizzle and Travis Kelsey that I thought was interesting is one of the things that uh, that, that they have uh, um, that is binding with them, or that he liked, that they have in common, is uh, she has almost entirely friends from way back in the day before she got famous and tight family members as her inner circle. And he has done exactly the same thing. And that has both managed, helped them both manage to keep from getting ripped off, from not being grounded in remembering who they are, et cetera, et cetera. Do they have one of those vomit-worthy combo names yet to describe the couple? No, they do not. Not Don't we need that? Seems like we do. Trailer is necessary. Trailer. That's that's interesting since they fly everywhere on, you know, $50 million jets. Mm -hmm. Trailer. He had to move out of the house he perfectly liked in Kansas City where he was living up until real recently because he'd get up every morning and there was a TMZ truck parked in his front yard. So he had to move to a gated community. That uh, that would be unenjoyable. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.